This is the NHS. This is the NHS Assembly. The NHS Assembly. NHS Assembly Podcast. This is the NHS Assembly Podcast. Hello, I'm Simon Enright, Director of Communications for the NHS in England. Welcome to another edition of the NHS Assembly Podcast, where we tell you about one of the big topics discussed at the most recent Assembly meeting. It was the fourth Assembly meeting held in South London just at the beginning of December. In this podcast, we're going to talk about the racism faced by NHS staff, sometimes on a daily basis. Prana Issar, Chief People Officer, shared a personal story with the Assembly. As part of her induction into her new job, she's been visiting people across the NHS. And she told me about the evening she went out on shift with two ambulance crew in Kent. One of them said, you know, I was, I was really concerned when I realised it was you coming for the shift. And I said, you know, wh- why is that? And he said, well, because you're going to get racist abuse. And I, I was quite taken aback and I said, are, are you sorry? It seems like you're almost guaranteeing it. And he said, yeah, I am. You are going to get racist abuse and I just wanted to give you a heads up so you're prepared. Um, and I said, you know, what, is this what happens with our BME colleagues? And he said, yep, they get racist abuse almost every shift. We continued the shift. I saw them do incredible things. Uh, at one point, we were in you know, a tough situation in a very cramped flat, and they were just incredible. And before the shift ended, sure enough, I received racist abuse from uh, a patient. And um, she, you know, she started by asking me, where are you from? And I said, I'm from London. She said, no, no, where are you really from? And, you know, many of us know what that question really means. And um, so I, I tried to not answer that question. Um, and finally, I was a bit flustered and I said, well, I'm, I'm originally from India. She said, I knew it. And then she turned to my colleague and she said, are you at least a proper Englishman? And, you know, he was flustered as well. He didn't want to collude with her, but he also wanted to de-escalate the situation. It was just, I could see it, you know, playing out in his face. And he said, I'm from Kent. And he said, yeah, thank God. And then she, she said, you should get rid of her, sack her. The experience had real impact on Prana. I, I was uh, really, really taken aback by that um, experience, but I thought, I'm doing one working shift, people are doing this every single day. And um, after experiencing this, still go back to pick up the next person and the next person. And that really, um, it spurred me to um, to work on writing a national policy and separating out different kinds of abuse. Because we do have a, a policy about um, response from the NHS to members of the public and staff um, behaving in a way that is racist or homophobic or sexist. Um, and. We, but we don't really, we, we've kind of lumped it all together into abuse and violence and aggression, whereas we know that there, there is a difference in, in abuse and racist abuse, the abuse because of the colour of your skin or your sexual orientation or your gender. We'll hear some of Prana's reflections on her experience shortly. But first, we brought together Professor Russell Viner, President of the Royal College of Paediatrics and Child Health, and Fatima Khan Shah, who is one of the public voice members of the Assembly. As someone who is a person of colour, 
I think that discrimination from anybody should not be tolerated by the NHS. I think there is a specific issue at the moment because there's no standard approach. I think the complexity is about the principle and constitution of the NHS of it being free to all at the point of delivery. How does that person who embodies those principles and those values then deal with the situation that presents itself of someone who is not embodying the constitutional values but is still entitled to care? And I think there is something again about having a conversation with the public about this is acceptable behaviour and yet this is not. Absolutely. And I think, <clears throat> I mean, there was unanimity across the Assembly that this is a core issue that the NHS needs to tackle. There was a lot of talk about how we've successfully driven smoking out of hospitals. And actually, if we take the same kind of approaches, which is, number one, be absolutely clear, a standard approach across every hospital, this is not acceptable, mm -hmm. you cannot on these premises. Number two, uh, signs everywhere. Number three, all of the staff empowered to challenge, to challenge anybody seen to be doing it. Uh, leadership from the top, mm -hmm. but also leadership all the way up the organisation. And also clear sanctions yeah. for those who do. And that kind of approach is clearly needed. We need role modelling and diversity through all the stratas of the organisation. So another challenge to the Assembly was the reflection of diversity within the, you know, the, the corridors of power, the yeah. boardrooms, and about Top how we're going to address that. Because unless that diversity of thought is in the rooms where the decisions are made, you're not, you may inadvertently create policies or procedures that are discriminatory unintentionally towards a number of your staff members or your population. Prainer had this message for those of us who want to support our BME colleagues. I would say call it out. Um, offer support even by saying, are you okay? I felt really, um, I felt seen, you know, when my colleague asked me, came out to ask me, are you doing okay? You know, do you want to go back to the truck or, you know, to the ambulance? What do you want to do? So offer support after. But I think during, um, have a conversation about what is a good response from colleagues who aren't receiving it. I think one of the challenges I see is that people who are receiving abuse, whether racist or homophobic, um, are the ones who are supposed to somehow fix it or respond in a particular way. But actually it, it has to be our colleagues who are witnessing it, who have, who have more of a responsibility in fact, to step in and to help patients and, the mem and members of the public see how damaging their behaviour is and how there's no place for it actually in our NHS. There was a clear message from the NHS Assembly, racism is not acceptable. Thanks to Fatima, Russell and thanks particularly to Prana for telling us that difficult story. Don't miss out on the next podcast. Do subscribe on our website or SoundCloud, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Simon Enright. Thanks for listening. You can keep up to date with the NHS Assembly, our podcast and further reading by visiting longtermplan.nhs.uk and click on NHS Assembly to subscribe.